technology and acquisition to citizen services and mission execution. A culture shift is underway with federal government leaders increasingly seeking out solutions that disrupt the way business has traditionally been done. Here we connect with those government and industry leaders driving this change and driving the real results in support of their agency mission. This is Keeping IT Brief. Joined today by Amanda Warfield. Amanda currently leads the Optum Serve program, Integrity Practice, overseeing support and integration of key IT capabilities and solutions for federal agencies. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So let's start with just want to tell me, is there an experience or an event that you believe helped steer you down your current path? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Looking back at my career, I sort of took a a hard right early on in my career. I started out doing communications and PR, actually, and then I shifted into the IT space when I took a job in my younger years as a a young mother, um, looking to find a job that was closer to home for me. And through that job, I got really uh, exposed to IT work, a lot of technical work, working with federal government, working with Medicare. Um, And I think, you know, by nature of that decision and and taking a turn in a different path for my career, even though I was still doing some things that were kind of under that comms umbrella, um, that really had a huge impact on the trajectory of what happened throughout my career and got me to where I am right now. Awesome. And isn't it weird how something you completely don't expect, like you probably had a totally different focus on what you thought your future was going to be, and then something little happens and everything totally changes. That's exactly right. I saw my career going a completely different way, but um, I mean, I'm happy with, with where I am and it's been really interesting for me, but I never, I don't, I don't know what would have happened, you know, if you made a left instead of a right back then, but uh, yeah, it's been a great experience. So is there a leader or mentor along the way that helped guide you? There really is, you know, during my time at that first job, I was working at Northrop Grumman actually doing, doing work on the Medicare side related to fraud, waste and abuse. We had a I was managing, you know, pieces of a large IT project for CMS, a lot of Medicare data, a lot of claims information. And because my background was so like communication focused and, and kind of marketing and like business side of things, I didn't have a lot of that technical experience. I didn't have a computer science or engineering background. So I felt, um, almost a little bit insecure, I would say, in being able to speak to certain areas because I didn't have as much of that underlying technical knowledge. And there was a, a leader that I worked with at the time um, that I reported into who really was encouraging. And he had a way of explaining things that I I just didn't know. You know, I just didn't understand. I wasn't familiar with in a way that was not condescending, uh, you know, and, and also easy to understand. So sometimes when you work with really technical people, um, they're not as great at being able to articulate something in a, in a business or layman's terms, but he was really great at that. And not only did it make it easy for me to understand, but it gave me that confidence that I needed to be able to go in and say, okay, just because I don't have an engineering degree doesn't mean I can't weigh in on how things should be structured, how we should make decisions, how we should build certain things or how we should propose, you know, enhancements to our customers. So um, he really had a big impact on me and being able to, I think kind of elevate my career too, like coming in at a, at a, a lower level, like analyst type role and, you know, moving up 
um, through partnership with him to managerial positions. Um, that was really impactful for me. Awesome. So speaking to you, not down at you, which is really important. Very what much. is an important thing that you think leaders should keep in mind when they're guiding their teams and driving their organizations forward? Oh, gosh, there's many things I think leaders need to keep in mind and many things that I have learned along the way through trial and error, just, you know, in my experience moving into managerial and leadership positions. Um, and I think as leaders, um, there's a few things I would say that are really critical to keep in mind in order to, um, you know, guide your team, but also set a good example for your team. You know, when you're a leader, it doesn't mean that you can't do other hands-on things. You can't sometimes roll up your sleeves and, and jump in when things need to get done. Um, and so keeping that in mind, you know, being there as a peer at certain times to folks on your team and showing them that they're, you're present and you have their backs. Um, and there's also a saying that um, actually when I interviewed for one of my, my first manager positions, um, you know, I was asked, you know, what is something that will keep you up at night? And my answer was, you know, I think it's really important, no matter what role you're in, to know what you don't know and um, not only know it, but admit it. And something I've heard in my years is, you know, knowing your weaknesses is also a strength. And I very much believe in that as a leader. You have to not only know and admit what you don't know, but you have to have people on your team that you rely on who do know those things. So, you know, it's not possible for any one person to know 100% of everything or be an expert in everything, no matter what your position is. So as a leader, I think it's really important for us to know that, you know, where are, where are, is your strengths and where are your weaknesses? And then where are those among your team? And that way you are, you're open and transparent with your team. You, I think you come across as more approachable and your team um, ultimately has more respect for you as a leader because you know when to rely on other people um, to, essentially to do their job, right? To, to provide that expertise. So those are things that I, in my experience, I've learned that I think is really important as leaders, um, you know, to set that, that uh, expectation. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think that it's important that leaders really do get to know every person on their team and know know what their abilities are beyond what they even tell you because some people I've worked with a, I worked with a person for a full year before I knew that she was really good at graphic design just because she had applied for the blogging writing job because that's what's open and that's what she applied for mm-hmm. there was no point where she needed to tell me that so I didn't know and then when I finally found out I was like Wow, you you are so much more useful than I realized you were. Yeah. Getting to really know your team really, really well is really important. I totally agree. Yep. So is there one thing that comes to mind over the past five years that you would say has made a significant impact on the future direction of IT? Well, the biggest thing that might seem obvious is the pandemic. Um, I, you know, working in the federal space and um, in the IT world, uh, I was here, you know, working for OptumServe when the pandemic hit. Well, actually, I started right after the pandemic hit. And so it was right in the midst of everything, you know, things being shut down, of the government really struggling to get, you know, relief programs out the door, figuring out how to get, like, the Paytech Protection Program loans out the door. You know, so many different things were happening. Like, CMS on the Medicare side was really um, faced with so many challenges. They they waived a lot of the 
prior authorization requirements and all these different things. And that ended up resulting in what we see now as, you know, a significant influx in fraud, waste and abuse. There's lots of vulnerabilities. And so some of the things that we've looked at over the past few years during and, and now after, you know, the pandemic is how can we look at this from an IT perspective to sort of better prepare for whatever the next emergency is, whether it's a, you know, next pandemic or whatever it is that happens, how can we put, you know, certain things in place from an IT perspective that help the government, you know, quickly enact programs that are critical to get, you know, funds and out the door, but at the same time, try to do as much as possible to protect those vulnerabilities that can sometimes be created when you're doing something really fast. You know, you want to make sure that everyone has the coverage that they need, has access to the, the dollars, the, the programs, the insurance coverage, all of that stuff that's necessary during something like a pandemic, but to the extent possible, minimize, you know, fraudsters who come out and take advantage of anything out there really. So from an IT perspective, we've really done a lot in looking at that and both from like an upfront kind of, you know, data sharing and security perspective and how can you make sure the right checks and balances are happening, you know, when citizens are applying for different things like small business loans or unemployment insurance or whatever it is so that, you know, the government has access to those things that make it a little easier for them to spin up critical programs fast without having to later face the implications of fraudulent dollars out the door and then trying to, to claw those back. So I think that's had a huge impact on IT. I think it's been a, a lesson learned in a lot of different ways, but also it's an opportunity to really look at it from different angles to figure out how IT can help with that and really be impactful from a federal government you know, emergency perspective. Right. So now looking ahead, what do you think is going to be the biggest focus for the next five years? Um, you know, I think there's a lot of different things, but I think right now what it's a little bit of a buzzword, but it, it's AI. You know, you see artificial intelligence all over the place and the federal government has really adopted, you know, <clears throat> AI and the, con- the concept of responsible AI. <clears throat> you know, we across Optum and our enterprise have also um, invested a lot in looking at it. And I think that's going to continue to be a huge focus over the next five years um, I think AI is, is used a little bit broadly. You know, it can include so many different things. And if you think about it, we've been using AI for decades, really. Um, we've been doing machine learning and other things for many, many years. So it's not new, but it is new in the different forms and shapes that it takes today um, and making sure that we're using it in a way that is valuable and um meaningful, but also still protects, you know, the accuracy and legitimacy of different processes. So I think AI is definitely going to be a a continued focus over the next five years. I think we'll see it uh, evenly across both federal and public areas, as well as in the private space. You know, where I am with my position in my career at Optum, I have the uh, pleasure of experiencing both, right? Like our customers right now on the Optum serve side of the world is federal. So I see a lot of what's happening new procurements and things that are coming out from the government side. But I also stay in tune with what's happening across our broader enterprise, you know, in the private healthcare and commercial space. Um, and AI is just continuing to be there, looking at it in all forms of automation, um, you know, in, in detection and streamlining things that are super manual to the, you know, 60, 70, 80% mark, and then leaving that the rest of that back to, you know, a human to finish. So I, I definitely see that at least over the next five years continuing to be a focus. Awesome. Well, Amanda, is there anything else you would like to add? 
Um, I don't think so. You know, it's, it's kind of great talking about this and just thinking through, you know, different questions that sometimes when you get so caught up in day-to-day work, you don't step back and, and think about those things. But, you know, I think it's interesting to to reflect both on your career and, and industry and things, you know, that have happened over time and how that looks forward to the future. So it's always nice to take a few minutes to talk through that. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's really inspiring for other women, too, that are just starting out to see that there's opportunities out there to grow and to, if, if you're go focused on one certain path, don't be afraid to veer. There's, there's opportunities. A hundred percent. You never know where one path may take you and it may surprise you, but you know, it'll, it all works out in the end. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah. Thanks, Marianne. It was great talking to you. Thank you for listening. For more episodes, check us out at govforum.io or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And please subscribe, give us five stars, and share with your friends.